It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 648 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I am your host, Christian Piles, joined by the trifecta of Kyle Brackey, Ben Funky Askren, and not Oliver Estone. He's not here. He is yet again not here. We have David Bray, who's wearing his best TC Tugger. (laughs) And, um, you know, Ollie's, Ollie's taking his mom to the airport, which we know is... For Ollie, probably a day or two long endeavor for him because it took him a Do you think he walks her to the gate or something? I think he walks her to the gate. <laughs> I think he gets one of those special passes that you can print off so you can like go through security and not have a plane ticket. And mm, yeah. you know, he's a he's a he's a he's a very good son. Let it not be said that Ollie is not a good son. <clears throat> so he'll maybe be back tomorrow if he's back from the airport, which is five miles from here. Um, <laughs> so if he can figure that out, we'll, we will welcome him back with open arms. Uh, ben. What's new with What's you? Up? How are things going? What's new at AWA? I just thought I had a thought about how uh, how much I love Austin, Texas. When you're talking about five miles from the airport, envision myself being there. I love that place. Fantastic. <laughs> you need to come um, on back, buddy. Let's see. We had Northern Plains last weekend. That was a very very busy day. We had a lot of wrestlers there, um, college guys. We did a little workout yesterday. Going to coach a bunch of practices this week. Central Regional this weekend. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going or not yet, depending on how many kids we have entered the tournament. And then, uh, yeah, that's it. Fun. The life of a wrestling coach. Yeah. Sounds- oh, Jacob Roska's coming home. So we got some stump grinding going on Friday, baby. Yes. Uh oh, you pay now how oh, all right, yeah. here's the question. Is he gonna take the what? payment in Bitcoin or cash this time? Because he messed uh, up last he- time. Remember? Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm very curious. We haven't had that discussion yet. I can't wait to give him. Crap. You haven't discussed finances. Uh, he's just Josh he's Otto. just Josh, he's just gonna listen. grind stumps for you. No no questions asked. Not even gonna talk money. No, I'm sure. I mean, he just trusts me. Take care of him. Um, Josh Otto. Here, go back to this. Josh Otto. Um, I paid him ten dollars an hour to work last summer. Mm-hmm. He he didn't even work that much. Not like Roshka. Right? I I don't really like it. Like I'll just you know he'll be working, then I'll catch him out there just standing around like, what are you doing? He's like ah. I really just don't like working that much. <laughs> <laughs> he just admits it. But 
<laughs> you butt face, I'm paying you. This man, I paid him in Bitcoin though. He had $8,000 uh, from last summer. <clears throat> Dang. He didn't even work that much. He barely worked. I'll come work for you. Yeah. <laughs> A little summer gig. Grinding stumps. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll have you so savvy on the tech stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, so stump grind, I I, I reserve that for, for Rashka because he, he really knows what he's doing. Josh Otto's little brother, Ben Otto, he's kind of good at wrestling. And, uh, man, he's too good. He won't even come work for me anymore because he makes too much money doing other stuff. It's crap. Like what? Dude, this dude is a freaking hustler. He like he got his own chainsaw. Old ladies around the neighborhood pay him to cut down trees and shrubs and bushes and all stuff. And he charges him a buttload of money. So I can't pay the man <laughs> enough to come out to work in my house. It sucks. Dang. Well, for real. That's that's uh that's capitalism I know. for you. It's really unfortunate. Good good for him though. Good for good for good for Otto. Ben Otto, I suppose. Hey, I saw yes. a picture of you uh post practice with a bunch of hammers, Evan and Keegan and yeah. Kratiger. What was that like? Mm -hmm. Uh we had fun. We uh we we all worked out yesterday. I think most of the same guys were there. Um I so I actually said I'm gonna have college practices this summer for a bunch of our guys at least a couple times a week um but that was going to start till june and then everyone was kind of just like back in town or whatever and people started texting and then said hey yeah let's go work out so we all i think we worked out like four out of five days last week dang so how all right so really give, give me give me the download uh, how how next level is keegan now compared to where he was so i i sparred with keegan on monday and that was really it um, I didn't really go with him too much the rest of the week. Um, yeah, that was it. I mean, it was just a good spar on Monday, and then and the, I, I'm gonna wrestle with him some more. But obviously, I did, just didn't do it last week. Okay, did he and Evan wrestle together? I did not see. <laughs> Come on, dude. <laughs> I did. I did. You can't I, I don't, have all those I, hammered. I, I, they, oh, they didn't. <laughs> I actually don't think they did. I actually don't think they did. Um, That's cockadoodle. <clears throat> Why not? Pay. Uh, I I don't I don't even know. I wasn't forcing him to be partners. I think Peyton and Evan were partners yesterday. I'm pretty sure. Not 100 okay. on that. Yeah. Come on, we want the we want mm -hmm. the we want the we want the good good stuff. I mean that that like if they both wrestle next year, that could be a potential NCAA final. It could be. Mm -hmm. Could yeah. be. Could be. Could be. Dang it. My mom's texting me. Dang it. And my freaking phone. Uh -oh. Yeah, didn't take her to the airport and give her enough kisses. <laughs> <laughs> my dad's here right now, but uh, not my mom. She still works. Okay, so that's good. Ben has no juice ever. He doesn't. He won't even say if Keegan's better. He Thanks for be being a, an insider, dude. Real inside well, I mean, track. I, I, well, I, I guess I'm sorry. I think the 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 obvious is that he got better, but how much better would I be hard to quantify? Well, I mean, if anyone he just could quantify, killed that of juniors. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. But I figured, like, you wrestled him, and then it used to be one way, and then you wrestled him, it could be filled differently. Like um, our, well, you know, you know what? I didn't actually wrestle him all that much. Um, dude, my hip was so bad, I didn't wrestle with anyone. Yeah. So his last, I don't know, year of college, year of high school or so, I, I you know, maybe a couple times grabbed him when he needed help in a position or something. But other than that, I, didn't, I, I, I couldn't wrestle. I didn't wrestle him at all. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, turning the page on Askren Wrestling Academy. Is that Pan an ACDC song or who, who's that? So I know that song. Well, turn the page. It's uh, 
Metallica covered it, but it's, a, it's oh, Bob Metallica. Seger. I believe it's Bob Seger. I'm saying oh, that Bob now. Seger. I'm second okay. guessing myself. All right, it's Bob Seger. <laughs> Gotta love it. It's a good song. Great song. But our Pan Am rosters are out. I don't know if you saw them. Uh, we've got most of uh, most of our ones are there. 57. So we already talked about Gilman is hurt. If you didn't know, Gilman hurt his foot. Um, he has a blog on his blog that you can read about it if you want to. He doesn't go in, he doesn't go into like nitty gritty details of the injury or what it is, but he has a hurt foot, and yes. we believe he'll be back and fine and wrestle at Tokyo. But obviously, he is not back yet. So Vito is going. I'm certain that Vito is staying ready for the opportunity should it arrive. But I feel like uh, the circumstances involved with Gilman not wrestling in the Olympic Games with an injury is are just. Ne- negligible. I mean, it's just like there's there's just no scenario. So, so, but he has not put any timeline out at all. No, no. Like I'm you sure. Know, hey, I'm, I'm gonna plan on wrestling in this tournament in July or something to that effect. I would assume he's not going to wrestle until the games, because it sounds like USA okay. is going to only do Pan Ams, and then that's it, and then just train and then go to go to Tokyo. Got it. Yeah. Other uh, interesting thing. So McKenna is going, not Jordan Oliver, it sounds like. Uh, that's what's listed in the, our article page what? here. Well, well, I mean, you think Oliver's just moving on with his life, or what do you think he's No doing? way. He's not moving on, but he's just not going to Pan Ams. Oh. Uh, I you, think. Why not? I don't know. Probably he just he just competed at, uh, at Poland, and they can send someone else, and sure getting back down to 65 is not a fun thing. Mm-hmm. And since he's not going to the Olympics, maybe not as necessary. However, I say that Jordan is is absolutely staying ready. He's going to go. They're bringing him to Tokyo. Um and, you know, we'll cross his fingers and we'll cross our fingers that something happens to someone that's not well, bad, but they're not able to wrestle Christian, so we can get in. He, but he didn't weigh in the next day, so he's like 4 or 5 down the list, right? Yeah, well, it could be a thing. Um, you know, Where no one else that, shows up or something. Yeah, is I that mean, what you're saying? We have, of course, that's, that's what I'm saying. You know, not every well, nation sh- is going to be able to send all their guys and all the backups. It's kind of like, hey, you didn't qualify, you're not going. USA yeah. will, will have a, a representative there. But surely, the, I mean, surely whoever the first alternate is, I, I don't recall who took third place at that uh, tournament. Whoever that is, is the first person into the tournament if something happens to someone. They got to show up, don't you think? Well, we'll see. I, I think it depends on who's out. So if Destrobats yeah. is out, then I think you know USA is the next is the next country in um, because well, who, he qualified through Pan oh, Am because of Pan Ams. Yeah, so I think it depends like who's out. Oh, is so that if, real? I think so. I think it, I think it matters which guy's out because if you think about how how each of these guys qualified, then it could potentially be the next in line. There are a lot of guys who are. Next in line, you know, from Pan Ams, from wow. Euros, from Asians, all those different qualifying tournaments. So, I, is I that really it, how they do it, Bray? I don't know for sure how they do it. I mean, the way you know, in that in that Zadik article, it was kind of like they thought that Zadik had a good chance because he had won a medal a few years prior. He had been close at a couple of qualifying tournaments, um, so they thought he would be good. But I think ultimately it came down to they tried to replace the guy who was injured was somebody from his country. And then when that guy was hurt, they're like, man, who's around? And, and Zadik mm-hmm. was, so I, I could see it being 
just I don't think there's a, I don't know that there's a super clear process for who gets in. Yeah, part will be who's in Tokyo. So I yeah, I was just figuring they would go to that last chance tournament and say who took third place, who took fourth place, who took fifth place, who took sixth place, and kind of like go down the list because obviously that was the last chance qualifying. So any, I mean, it it kind of be the more fa- uh, I don't want to say fair, more fair than doing. Who you know? Who lost at Pan Ams or Asians? Because not everyone is at Pan Ams or Asians, but you literally have everyone who is unqualified is at the last chance qualifier. So therefore, you could just work your way down the list and find the next guy and the next guy and the next guy. Yeah. yeah. So it, regardless of how they figure it out, Jordan is going, and I don't think they they'd bring her if they didn't think there was at least some possibility yeah. of him getting in. Uh, Dake, DT, Snyder, Gable. So the rest are, are back. Four uh, Olympians all going to be there, which is great. Nate Jackson going, Taylor Lujan going, Alec Pantelio and Shelton Mack going at the non-Olympic weights. So pretty tough who team. We should 61? ball out there. Say what? I'm blanking. Shelton. Shelton didn't win 61. Who won 61? Yeah, he did. He did? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Okay, got it. I don't know why I thought it was someone else. So it sounds like the, uh, the entries for Pan Ams are not – uh, outside of USA, like we don't know who Cuba is sending at these. Would assume they're going to send their their ones, but I'm, I'm sure a smaller offering at the non-Olympic weights is, is pretty typical for Pan Ams. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Um, so that'll be exciting. Uh, Bray, winter Pan Ams. Pan like, Ams are coming next up week. next weekend. I mean, next weekend's going to be crazy because we have Pan Ams all weekend. Racky and I are going to be at U23 trials, and then NHSCA duels are the same weekend. So um, that's all Memorial Day weekend. But, hey, we do know Sebastian Rivera is going to be there. Franklin Gomez is going to be there. Oh, snap. Um, at Pan Am. So so we know a little bit of some, some fun potential. Dick and Gomez have not wrestled, have they? I thought I know of. That would be an interesting <laughs> test. Um, How about Seabass and McKenna? Are you interested in that at all? I'm very interested in that. Uh, I, I think – I'm interested because I'm interested in Sebastian Rivera, but uh, just kind of how he is as a freestyle product. But I think he's a he's a long shot against McKenna as well as McKenna's wrestling right now. I mean, he, he's wrestling better than we've ever seen. I would say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I, I would mean, I would anticipate. By far. Yeah. So I would anticipate him him winning that match. But I mean, R- Rivera's slick. No doubt about it. I could see yeah. him getting a takedown. Maybe. I don't know. Joey is so tough to score on. It'll be Very a tough. Be a tough matchup. I'm trying to think of any other interesting non uh non American Americans that could be there, but I think that's non American Americans. Well a lot of them wrestle for European countries. I think there's only a couple that wrestle. Yes. Uh, uh space I mean, is there about this. Ramos? Yeah. Ramos. Double double Ramos brothers. The ones entered right now though, it was just um Rivera, Gomez, and Nestor Taffer. That's right. He what, what, where, wait, where's the Ramoses? Where do they wrestle? They're Puerto Rican as well. But they're not there. Got it. At least not entered right now. All right. Uh, some transfer news. We, we'll head to our transfer correspondent, Stephen Kyle Brackey. Yeah, a lot of stuff's starting to happen. People are making decisions. So many gauges. A lot of gauges. Um, Gage Garcia uh, last night went in. Uh, he's top 25 recruit in the class of 2020, Pennsylvania, two-time Pennsylvania State champ. Um, he was trying to do football and wrestle. Um, he didn't wrestle a match. 
this year for Michigan. He, he didn't play either for Michigan. All total rumor mill, but I think this had more to do with um, football. I think he thought he was getting money from football, and it never materialized. Um, that's just total rumor mill. And what would that would make sense because I, I think I think Michigan liked him as a wrestler, but football's got all these scholarships, and yes. so it's like okay, you got him, cool. So we're gonna spend that money that we maybe would have set aside for someone like Gage Garcia. And then when it comes around. Football's also ruthless about telling you we're going to give you this and then taking it away. That's Are they really? Yes. <clears throat> That's crazy. Like that happens a lot? Uh, so, well, th- I mean, this didn't happen with Michigan because they didn't have like a coaching change. But like a lot of times what will happen is there'll be a uh, coaching change of some kind and a player will be committed to that school and then the new coach will come in and be like yeah we're not taking you Dang, that's brutal. <laughs> oh, yeah so yeah I, I, football is very cutthroat it's a business yeah it, it, big time business and when you're when you're jim harbaugh and you're on the hot seat um yeah he is on the hot seat it's crazy to think about um okay so so that, Gage, I, that's where, the, where where could he go? I mean, he's is he a ninety seven? We're pretty sure. So like he, he wants to play football, but is he? Are you, are you saying he wants to play football, or is he or is he only in the wrestling transfer? I want to do. Can you be in multiple portals. He you can because he is. He's double portal. Oh, he is double, double portal. Oh, and I don't God. know if that was just because he was literally on both rosters at Michigan, so he had like sure. So he, he has yeah. to be entered as both. Um, but I think he still wants to try to do both. I think he he. I mean. He was a good running back in high school. Um, he's not like a speed kind of guy. He's more like an H back, fullback type thing. Yeah. Um, which so probably smaller does school like then, right? Guys. I would imagine so. That's what, I mean. Mo- the most of his offers coming out were the FCS level or lower Power Five level mm-hmm. uh, in football. But I think he wants to do both. I think he really enjoys it and wants to do both. So. Um, It'll be Tell Joel Greenlee to contact him. I bet he can yeah. play for the Ohio Bobcats. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. I like that. <laughs> <clears throat> What's the there best uh, FCS uh, football team that has wrestling? North Dakota yeah. State. Aren't they good? Oh, yeah. Yes, North Dakota State. Oh. Yeah. That's a, yeah, that was an obvious one. Yeah. Roger Kish. There you go. Line one. Um, so then we had a couple guys go to Iowa State. Uh, NCAA qualifier heavyweight. Um, Sam Schuyler is going to Iowa State. And then three-year Campbell starter Austin Crazer is going to Iowa State as well. Um, I would imagine he'll probably be at 65, mm-hmm. maybe 74 if Carr wanted to move up. Yeah, I wonder if – you know, I thought Carr would move up after this year. I'm not sure if he will now. I'm curious. Really? Well, I just – I don't know how much bigger he's gotten. I feel like at some point he's going to go up. But man, you just won 157 going away. I mean, who's yeah. if Carr stays at 57, where's his challenge coming from? I mean, I well, if, De- if Deacon doesn't come back, which you still don't know, and Hadley's moving up, then yeah, I'm with you. Who Th- then again at 65, you know, and you know, you got Keegan. Oh my gosh, Keegan versus David Carr and Marinelli Ooh. and Wick. I mean, yeah, it's a lot tougher. Uh, have we? So number one, are, is Deacon coming back? Do we know that yet? Sounds like we don't know. He told me, um, "Dude, 
Make he a told decision. Me a while back, he didn't know, but I have not. I mean, I haven't followed up either, so maybe we I do should that. follow up. Yeah, follow yeah. up. Follow up. See Ryan Deegan, a wrestler or not? He's one I could see moving up. Yeah, um, but if he, I mean, so if he doesn't come back or moves up, and Hydley already said he's moving up, I'm trying to. Oh, here's the rankings. I I don't really know who would challenge. Delavecchia is gone. Delavecchia is gone. I don't feel like. I mean, maybe Jacory Teamer or Brayden, but I feel like Cars. I don't know. I feel like at this point in time, Cars head and shoulders better than them. And who's who could be coming off? I mean, no one's really coming off redshirt. No one's normally you'd be. That's I don't something think you'd look at. Um, I wonder what bumping up. I don't feel like anyone could bump up and make a you know beat these guys. Well. I mean, I Who? think I, if Austin O'Connor wanted to move up, I think he would absolutely contend. I don't know if that's but, even. But we don't think he is moving up. We've never heard that. No. Ever. Okay. I thought he, I did think he was big, though. I thought he looked. Okay. Like, he might not be, but I thought he looked big. I think he could. He obviously just won 149, so he clearly could win that yeah. again. Um, mm-hmm. Sammy had been rumored. This is why I feel like you look at. you look hard at patty this year because i think 57 the way it's materializing yeah it's gonna it could have the a big gun with david carr in it who's not in your conference but if deacon's not back you know patty could be super interesting at at that as a potential all-american prospect uh who i mean and if sasso's not moving up that could that could make some room for him what the teamer thing's interesting because Arizona State's going to be a team we're talking about in, yeah. the, in the trophy container. If, if they punch someone like him high, top three, mm-hmm. even a finalist. Big time. That helps big time because they've got Courtney coming back. They're sliding in Parco. Mikhail McGee's back. Anthony Valencia. Um, yeah. When a, I look at 157, who's coming back? And obviously, I don't think there's almost anybody on redshirt because there were no redshirts last year um, for what it's worth. Um, you, I mean, Delvecchia is not coming back. Deacon up in the air. Hydley's moving up a weight class. Brady Berge's done for his career. Um, man, this weight class just doesn't look that good. It any really chance, doesn't. Sorry. In any chance, someone like uh, Missouri does a little bumping because they're going to be crowded. Could Brock yeah. go up? Um, I, I know. I know. Coach Smith mentioned that. Um. Keegan, Jake Hughes, and Brock all still have a red shirt to use. Um, I don't know exactly how they're going to use them, uh, but they, they do have those to use. Uh, and then obviously at 41, they have both Allen Hart and uh, Josh Edmond. And I believe, I think Hart was cutting a decent amount of weight. Um, he looked like it. It's hard to believe he was a 33. Yeah. Seriously, right? That's He's crazy. freaking tall. Yeah. You know who so I want to see get maybe. eight pounds of rocket fuel and go up to 157? Who? Bryce Andonian. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Get that guy. Uh, that would be interesting. Yeah. Yes. I I would love to see him go up. Um, I feel like now that you say it, I feel like now I've heard that Mauler's really small. I feel like I heard that, Don't too. Don't quote me though. on that. I feel, yeah, like, I feel he's, like he's not a big, uh, particularly big 49. Yeah, I think I think I've heard that. Our, he's probably Maybe Ridge well Lovett suited. keeps moving up. Ridge Lovett goes fifty-seven. That would be a man. What a weird ride for Ridge Lovett last year. Like out of the lineup, redshirting basically. To you're starting at forty-nine. To 
absolute legend <laughs> Big Ten performance, but then down performance at NCAAs. It was sort of it was all over the place, I guess you could say. Yes. Yeah. Uh, hey, while we're talking transfers, and <clears throat> um, when we're talking Gage Garcia, it made me think about that match he had at Escape the Rock with Feldman last year. Two, like, super athletes. And he has a single leg finish that is, like, like just pure athleticism. Tyler has it pulled up. Um, and keep in mind, this is Feldman, who's, like, one of the best recruits in the class of 2022. I love I love the single leg finish. Ben, what do you think about this technique here? Right, I'm excited to see it. Is this his own? He created it? Or, um, yeah, well, he just, just watch. Just, you know, we'll see, you'll see. Just watch. It's a nice single. Okay. Pay up high. Oh, just jump. <laughs> <laughs> Did he get the finish? Did he yeah. get the two? The hands yeah. hit the mat. It's folks' house, too. Oh, we kind of went off Whoop, the mat. Boom. Here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, oh I don't know down. if that's. Oh, that's barely two. His hands were down. He covered College the College has two. I, high school? I don't know, Jim. Ooh. That's, That's a tough. That's straight tough vertical one. leap, man. While we're, while we're talking about Garcia, too, real quick, I can run through uh, his offers coming out that have wrestling as Uh-oh. well. So Air Force, Army, Brown, Columbia, Cornell, Harvard, Lehigh, Navy. This dude's smart, too. Penn, Princeton, Sacred Heart. So those were the football that also have wrestling that offered. Richmond Spiders. <laughs> Wow, what if he went to Cornell? They just lost a, an upper guy. They but did. No, they, but they also have, the goat. He can't beat the goat. He <laughs> can't. Will Will you? I know you love the Hodge Trophy. Will you, once he graduates, will you advocate to get it renamed the Darmstadt? <laughs> ah, that's hilarious. You should look into. It. <laughs> that's hilarious. He says. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I don't. I don't know where he could go. I don't either. I, I think hmm. uh, he should go to Air Force and join our. Uh, Lock oh, down the upper weights. Him and Wyrickson. They'll just be savages. Yeah. He'll, he'll teach him the box jump <laughs> single leg finish. Garcia's tough on top, too. Yeah. He's, mm-hmm. he's got all five years. Yeah. Do you see those I feel legs like it too? might be uh, a... like a beast. Yeah. Is it harder to get into the academies after you've already gone somewhere else? As it, you know, because out of high school, probably. it's really hard, obviously. I bet it's super of- hard. Yeah, it's sort of hard to, to get into academically. I feel like he could do it. If he had all those looks from all those Ivies and the service, I bet, I bet he's, uh, I bet he's smart. He got into Michigan, for crying out loud. He's a Michigan man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. was for now. <laughs> for now. Um, so getting back to the portal, uh, the Skyler news makes sense. Iowa State loses G Grim. Um, Skyler was a bumped up ninety seven who had success up at. at uh, heavyweight this year so he'll go in there and, and battle with Ethan Anderson for that starting spot likely um and then four-time NCAA qualifier Gage Curry is going back home to Pittsburgh to finish up his college career uh, I think he's a North Hills kid originally but yeah so from American to Pitt and that's the second second transfer Pitt's getting out of weight that they were pretty weak at they got Elijah Cleary from yep. from um Ohio State Earlier in this, you know, transfer cycle, um, two-time NCAA qualifier Ben Barton from Campbell went in the portal. He only, him and Curry both only have one year left, um, so they're just kind of like mercenaries. Uh, and then mercenaries. Hayden Drury from Fresno State, who I actually like. He was a true freshman last year. He was like ten and seven. He just missed 
qualifying for NCAAs, but he had wins over like Moses Schwartz and, and Joe Greenwood when he was ranked in the top 20. He's going to Utah Valley. So Fresno was like, sorry about Parco, Utah Valley. Yeah. You can have Hayden Drew. Yeah. Um, okay. What? Oh, I had a question that was. Oh, what? So, have we heard anything um, about Keyshawn Clark of American? So he told Ooh. me he was in no rush oh. to make his decision. Okay. He is. Well, don't they? Does he know we need topics for radio? Because that would be. <laughs> and also, I mean, at some point, he's got to probably apply to school and then move. I mean, that takes some time. It's not you can't just do it in a day. Well, so he was working on finishing his first year of law school strong. So he oh, I don't know how hard in, can those classes be. He's in be? law school, so law school, schma school. So I guess he would need so, to go to a place ahead of law school. Yeah, it sounds like it. Okay. Don't I'm not sure how easy schools? that stuff transfers. I don't think most places have law schools. No, not every school has law schools. Oh, really? For real? Yeah. For real. Oh, I thought I it don't was know like, this because uh, I never entertained it, but I bet ODU did not have a law school. That's where I went. Mizzou's got a law school. I know that. Tyler McCormick, shout out. It's probably going to be uh, ODU does next have a law school. AG you know? for America. Heck yeah. Tiger Law. Tiger, tiger Law? <laughs> tiger Law. That's Joe Exotic could have used, could have used uh, some help. Joe Exotic will vote for him then. Yeah, but he can't He can't vote anymore. He's a convicted <laughs> felon. Oh, dang it. He cannot vote. Freaking Jeff vote. D. Lowe. He's running that place into the ground. Yeah. They're yeah. taking all his tigers away. It looks terrible. Yeah. It looked great before. <laughs> I stopped there. I stopped there and it looks terrible. When did you stop there and why? We were driving back from, I think, last summer from visiting family. And, and, and why? I mean, because it was right on the side of the road. Yeah. We, uh, it's right off stop. 35? Uh, yeah, 35. It's right off 35. Dang. You got to stop. There's a there's a locker that has, um, that still has a sticker that I'm, I believe was Joe Exotic's locker. And it says, like, something, don't ever remove this sticker. It's, you know. <laughs> Property of Joe Exotic. It's, it's mem- in memory of the king or whatever. Oh. But, yeah. Elvis. That's hilarious. <laughs> it's an Elvis. It's a, so, turned out to be an Elvis tribute. Didn't Gage Curry have – I thought he had a big win at NCAAs, but maybe I'm misremembering because you guys don't even have him in the top 25, which means yeah. he well, probably he, didn't win a match. He didn't have – when he returned um, – because American only wrestled – Conferences. He, yeah, conferences. He didn't have a great conference tournament. He lost to – well, Logan Treaster was his only loss, which isn't terrible. But then he lost to Camacho and Vega in CAA's. Um, oh, I, so he didn't he get an early lead on Camacho? Yes. Yes, yes he did. It. That was what happened. Yep, <clears throat> yep. That was what I was thinking. All right. Let's, I, I'm trying to think of his best win uh, last year. Hmm. Curry's best win, he like two years ago, beat Brandon Courtney. Hmm. He also has That's a win. That's a good win. He also has a win over – he's split with Killian Cardinal before. He's got a couple wins over All-Americans. Yeah, so he'll, he'll be a solid Keith starter. Keith Gavin putting together a solid team. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Keith Gavin. See what he's got every weight solidified now. He's doing a nice well, job, man. Well, he's killing it. Yeah. I remember you called him a man when you, uh, when you were calling out all the wrestlers. You said, Keith Gavin's a man. I know he'll wrestle me. That was high praise. Yeah, he is. He is. He's the man. He's a great dude. I remember 
when um he took you down in the NCAA finals, I wanted you to win and I was nervous. I was freaking out, actually. <laughs> I had been like I was like, listen, I was like, I was like oh, this crap. dude kills everybody. <laughs> I like talked you up to my dad and I was like, he is he's uh, he's go he won like the Heisman and he's gonna kill this guy. He's killed everyone. Then he took you down, I was like, He's fine. No nothing to be nervous about. <laughs> but I was you know, I I, well, you guys know I told you that I hurt my rib at Big 12s that year, and I didn't wrestle. I didn't get on the mat between it, Big 12s and NCAAs. Um, I don't remember so that, that. Not ideal for performance. Yeah, I hurt my rib. I tried to du I ducked Brandon Mason when I ducked him. I hurt my rib a little bit. See, you. Um, I, yeah, I didn't, I'm just gonna say I, you should not you be get doing for trying to do athletic don't, moves. Don't be doing duck <laughs> yeah. unders, Ben. Be you. <laughs> duck unders. Uh, I actually got a decent. My last years of college, I had a decent duck from. It was from a failed single leg. <laughs> um, and I picked that up watching John Smith. Um, so I shoot a single leg. I don't get it. The front headlock. I go boom, boom, and duck the one side. Um, usually you get to a high crotch rather than a duck under. Um, but either way, it, was, it actually really added a lot for me. You put those booms really close together like like you did it that Well, because you got one way there. You go whoop, whoop. You go one way the other way. That gets them every time because they got to react a little bit that way. And then boom, you go back that way. All right. I need a video of this. Hit it, hit it at practice tonight. Let's, I'll see if it's on Brandon Mason. I'll see if it's on, the Brandon Mason match is on YouTube. Oh, it is? What do you, think? you think it's on YouTube? I don't Google? know. I don't think so. No matches from that area uh, no, are on YouTube. It's very sad. Uh, Brandon Mason. Yeah, it is sad, right? Yeah. Okie doke. Brandon Mason's a doctor these days, actually, I heard. Dr. So Brandon Mason. I can't remember Mason. who just told me this. Yeah. Someone was telling me. That's cool. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what we were talking about. Well, we were talking about the portal. I, th the portal. I think. Uh, How did we get from Gage Curry? Oh, Keith Gavin, Keith Gavin, Keith Gavin. Ah, Gage Curry to Keith Gavin to to boop boop. <clears throat> All right, very cool. Yes. So who are this the big the big domino biggest dominoes yet to fall? This is Evan Wick. This is a great question. Um, Evan Wick, Shane, Shane Griffith, Evan Wick, Real Woods. Oh my God, Jaden Abbas, Austin Gomez, Chase Singletary. Um, there's more. Real Woods is a big one. Keyshawn Clark. Keyshawn Clark. Although, like, now that I think about it, like, law school credits are probably really tough to transfer. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if with Borelli coming in there, I wonder if he just stays. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, but some of the other big names that have made a decision. Uh, Nathan Traxler is a four-time NCAA qualifier. That's a... He's a good one. Yeah. I wonder if he, he, he wants to be heavier. That's what I'm wondering too, because uh, he's real big. Yeah, I bet he stays at heavyweight. Once he once you've uh, adapted that heavyweight lifestyle, it's hard to go back. Yeah. There's not many guys <laughs> like LJ Helbig. LJ, uh, he did it in the worst, the most painful order possible. <laughs> he was a big, prosperous heavyweight, and Branch is like, I need you at 74, bud. <laughs> LJ, LJ did it. Uh, oh, that's so crazy. That is that's wild. What that a beast. Wild. Uh, you look at some of the the bigger names from like high school that maybe haven't done as much in college, but like a Gabe Tag and Adam, Adam Busiello. What happens? Oh with yeah, them? the Tag brothers. What happened to them? They, well, they, Julian's still at UNC. Yeah, apparently. Julian's oh, yeah. still there. So only yes. Gabe's leaving. Yes. Remember when Gabe beat uh, RBY like twice in a row? Dude, he won a, a loaded bracket. He beat him. Uh, in the finals, I don't know if they hit again. Well, I thought they hit at the trials. I thought he beat him at the open and the trials, right? Hernandez beat him at trials. Oh, yeah. Hernan Remember when Jamie Hernandez beat RBY? <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Wait, what? did he? Yeah. Yeah. Did RBY go to trials? Yes. Oh, man, yes. I don't remember that. Look it up, dude. All right. Come on. That's wild. That's wild to think about that that happened. Yes, it is, especially now. Uh, Jaden Abbas is still in there. Did you guys see that? Oh, yeah. Ooh, that's a good I one. I think that's I said a good pickup. Yeah. But I mean, I feel like we know where he's going. We know going. where he's going, though. Yeah. Where? Where's he going? I think he's going to Princeton. Oh, really? I didn't know that. I think so. Hmm. We'll see. If he doesn't go to Princeton, I have no idea. Or if he does, If I he doesn't go to Princeton, Christian didn't say that. And I didn't. And also, I didn't <laughs> say it. So. But no, that's what I thought. I thought I heard. I actually thought it was uh, out there, but maybe not. We'll see if he goes there. Yeah, Hernandez beat RBY 10-5 in the challenge tournament final. And then it was a then, sweep for a tag over Hernandez 10-0, 12-3. I I would still be excited to have Gabe Tag on my wrestling team. Mm -hmm. I think he's I think he's got a lot of time. I'm not sure why it didn't. Is there just not a spot for him at UNC or something else? Happening? I don't know. I really don't know. That uh, whole lightweight situation down there. I don't know what's happening. They have a lot. Of Melendez recruits. was good for a while and then kind of didn't all the way pan out. Um, then they had Gabe and Julian Tag. Yeah, I mean they've they've had a lot of people at those weight classes. Well, Guida. At 25, uh, yep. I think ended up being their postseason starter. Yes. Um, so Gabe then you, Tag's not even on wrestle state. Oh, oh, unless I'm on the wrong weight class. Is he 141? He's 141. He's 41. So from the class of 2020, you have four guys that went in the portal. Kobe Whitehill's already gone from Pitt to Lockhaven. Jason Berg's Boone Garcia now looking for homes. Mm. Um, 2019's taken care of. Yeah, honestly. Devin though, Winston was a he wrestled who's number one. Yes. Yeah, he was good. But he's transferred twice already because he was Minnesota, then SIUE. He's had a weird, weird path. Yeah. This dude, he had a uh he had committed to UNC, then went to yeah. Minnesota. He like broke his he never went to UNC. Then he went to Minnesota. Then SIUE. Yeah, that's it. You're right. So he's uh, definitely been which has sort of sort of red red flag ish. Degree, but he's, he's talented. Hey, what? let me uh, Gabe tag Gabe tags wrestle stat. <laughs> he's got four freshman years. So this is 2019 freshman, 2020 freshman redshirt, uh, 2021 redshirt freshman, 2022 freshman. That's There's funny. No way he's still a freshman. Well, one of those was one of the, Olympic this, Training Center. This yeah, this 2019 was his. I think he's a freshman. senior year of high school. So then he redshirts. And then he's a redshirt freshman last year. Dude, he could still be legitimately a freshman. Yes. He oh, my gosh. wrestled four years. <laughs> Man. Uh, that's wild. I don't, I don't know why he hasn't ended up anywhere either. And I felt as, as long ago as, as he went in the portal to where we are now that, like you said, yeah, someone would want him them up. on his team. Yeah. Yeah. He's from Ohio originally. Yes. Okay. So a lot of talent to be had. If you're if you're in the market, what chuckle? Never-ending freshman, man. That's crazy. Yeah, seriously, when he was young, Still he knew freshman everything. Four years, tremendous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great reference there, man. Okay, well, when we talk a little big board, we've got our big boarder. Um, one, two, three. Now we're playing with the big boys. David Bray, <laughs> talk to us about the the final. Class of 2021 big board, this is the final, right? This is it. Final, final answer. Oh. This is it. Okay. When, when are seniors pulled out then, Mr. David Bray, since you're on the I'm, hot seat? 
I'm leaving seniors in. These these guys are. I'm hearing from Even a number next of, year. I'm, yeah, tell me. I'm leaving them in. I'm giving them all a free year of eligibility like the NCAA did. Um, no, I'm <laughs> I'm leaving them in until Fargo. This I'm hearing from a lot of seniors that they're going to keep wrestling through Fargo. I want to keep an accurate picture of, of what's going on. So um, yeah. a bunch of them are going to wrestle in NHSCA duels next weekend and, and going nice. to continue. So I'm going to keep them in until um, yeah. after that. I like that because if they're still entering high school wrestling tournaments, one, if I think it helps us as we're trying to do like – if you do preview content yeah. for Fargo and you have like 15 unranked guys in the finals, it doesn't really make sense. Uh, so I'm glad we're I, doing that. I think it also gives a lot of these a lot of these underclassmen the opportunity to kind of prove where they f- fall in the rankings compared to these guys that should stay in. So I mean, like for example, last week Sealy beat Vafiatis and you know in a in a great match just a freshman. But if Vafiatis is out of the rankings, it's like all right, well, where exactly does that does that win? Put Sealy, what does you know? What does that yeah. mean? So I just think it kind of keeps yeah. things a little bit more consistent for now. Gotcha. But man, this I like this class. Um, I think the top five are very very solid. Um, the I had a, I mean I had a little bit of trouble one through four. All four of these guys feel like yeah guys that could be number ones at certain points. But ended up with Figueroa one, Facundo two, Gallagher three, Van Ness four. Um, the reason for Van Ness four out of that group is is that I think the other three have a little bit clearer spots in their in their lineups. There's not there's not gonna be a problem finding a spot for Shane Van Ness, but compared to the other three, there's still a little bit of a question of where that will be. Um, what but, weight class is it gonna be? Why is that relevant to the big board? Because it's a it's a measurement of of you know college prospects right where do you fit how you know how well are are you going to do mm. and if it's not as clear like where you fit in the lineup in college then i think um that's just a little tiny Man. thing that you know that, that that gives these guys the nod i feel like that's something that should count again that should not be countered i almost feel like that's something that should not be counted against them like if you could think of you know their college prospects um all on an even playing field but i i guess i see what you're saying that you know if he's going to go behind uh, Bo Bartlett, Nick Lee, and whomever else, then he, he is going to have a tough time getting in the lineup every single year. Yeah, it's interesting when um, it's almost like should their college choice be factored into the thing? Definitely. Um, well, 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 I don't know. It's hard not to. Yeah, it's hard not to. But at the same, on the same uh, token, it's like. How do they project overall as a collegiate prospect? Maybe yeah. not. How do they project at Penn State? Because also, it'd be easy to be like, okay, well, they're going to Penn State, so should they get a little extra bump Ooh. because they're going there? Penn State lover Christian Piles. Well, <laughs> I think that's something that should be avoided. I think that would be a bad thing for the rankings to like inflate Correct. them because they're going to a certain school. But it is a relevant comment, it for is, sure. It is a relevant comment. In my um, opinion. Your opinion, not financial advice. So I, yeah, I Van Ness, man, it, for me, as a prospect, I'm so high on him. And then seeing him take losses were, was strange to me. And I couldn't, I, th- I think you could base it more on that. It's like, yeah, he, he took losses this year, what, two in the last month and a half or so, right? 
Yeah, uh, you know he's he's had um, he's had really good performances yeah. and, and bad ones. I mean, don't forget this is a guy who broke his leg and and yeah. has only been back on a wrestling mat for a few months. So I'm not I'm not super concerned about those losses. But yeah, they do they do factor in. I think part of the reason my my theory part of the reason he's taken a couple of those losses is that he's wrestling a weight class is maybe a little bit lower than he should be. Um, he took a couple Thick? losses. I, I 38 is I mean why is he cutting a whole bunch of weight? I mean he does he really need to or what's his deal? I don't know that he needs to. Um, I, you know people have theorized that he's going to grow into a 49 or 57 pounder. I don't know why he's wrestling 38. I don't know if it's a big cut, but um, but it it seems like it could be. And the the two losses that he's taken recently to high schoolers were um, were at were down at 138. Uh, so well actually they were at like 60. Three kilos, which I think is maybe thirty-nine ish, but yeah, roughly thirty-eight. But yeah, so um, so I think that's part of it. He lost to, and they're not bad losses. I mean, he lost to Chance Lamer, who's really excellent, and he lost to Ben Alanis, who's also really good. So, but yeah, those those losses do factor in for sure. Um, but yeah, go ahead, man. I feel like I feel like at the high end. I mean, you're talking about you know the number four guy losing twice to two other high school guys who are on the board. It feels like this class is. I don't want to say weaker in that sense, but you know, of some of the other classes that we've had, um, you know, because Hamidi just lost to, I guess, it was Facundo and um, Caliendo. Uh, didn't Ayala just take a couple losses at UWW's also to high school kids? College. Kyle definitely did. Oh, they were college. Yeah. Okay. Once he did, yeah. So I'd, um, I'd like. I don't know if this is something we should do or not, but it'd be interesting to like do our. If you look at this like a draft, and we're just all we all have the team and blank slate, yeah. we have no lineup, no nothing. Like, who do you pick first? Because I, I personally, I would probably want. I think I would take Van Ness first overall, based on what I've seen throughout his career. Who would I take? Because I think one, he's. I think he's got so many ways. What, what I like is I've seen him score so many different ways. And I've seen him implement yes, like really that. what I think is pretty high-level hand fighting in a ridiculous pace, which I think is yeah. going to be a weapon that can be built on. And I think he's coming in with so many ways to score. I think he's the best overall prospect and probably would be my first overall choice. And I, you know, I'm just choosing to dismiss his losses. Whether that's stupid or not, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but um, I, I just look, I looked at his losses and I'm like, I mean, he's just over wrestling in some positions. He's just like he's making mistakes that, to me, look super correctable. Uh, as a guy that would never correct Shane Van Ness, but um, <laughs> that's just how I've kind of viewed those mistakes. I just think overall prospect, he looks awesome, and would probably be my my first choice. Yeah, uh, who am I picking first? Um, oof. Honestly, we're, I, I'm thinking a lot about Patty Gallagher, given what we just said about 157 earlier in the show. Um, I don't feel those same ways about 141 and 149, and I think those are both very young weight classes at the collegiate level, and that's um, that's who Shane Ness, Van Ness is going to be competing against. So kind of like where Bray said he can't get in the lineup, and then also when I look at the weight class, I'm like, damn, that's a really good weight class. Um, whereas Gallagher is going to go into a weight class which maybe isn't quite as deep um, and the other thing to think about Figueroa is, doesn't Courtney still have two years left of eligibility? Uh, I believe so. Yep. So that might be, he might have to figure out something there. Like Courtney grew this or, year. I could see him moving yeah. up. Uh, potentially, you redshirt, 
redshirt Richie this year. McGee yep. should graduate, right? Or does he have two years yep. left as well? I think he's got two years actually. Mm-hmm. I think with the extra year, he might have an extra. Year. Dude, okay, yeah, yeah it'll get it get a little cut. I but Figueroa, I think beats those guys out. Yeah. Um, yeah, McGee would, McGee would have two years. This the, coming I mean, year, the thing about, year after. The thing about 125, too. I mean, once Spencer Lee's out of there, it is it is so wide open. 125, I, I think Richie I don't Figueroa, know. I think Richie Figueroa can go in there and make a gigantic impact right away. I think, I think we need to not fall into 125 last year minus Spencer's what 25 lo- long-term is yeah, going to look like because Vito I think Vito and Patrick Glory, Glory are next-level talents. Yeah. And that said, I think a year of seasoning for Richie Figueroa, he's going to be in the mix with those guys. My question will be, can he get away from someone like Glory? Um, Glory's top ability is going to be... We just saw Richie Figueroa lose to Gary Steen, though. Brett Unger. Brett Unger. Oh, I thought it was uh, Gary Steen. Brett Unger. We saw Richie Figueroa lose to Gary Steen. Brett Unger. (laughs) I was that twice. Brett Unger. That was like a month ago. Yeah. And then we saw him. How far down is Unger? Unger is Unger's number 21. He's not, uh, yeah, 21 on the board. Um, but then we saw him go to juniors and he beat up everybody. Yeah. Matt Ramos. But that was freestyle folk style. Ryan Miller. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I also think there's right. a big difference in the folk style experience he's going to get in the Arizona State Room compared to, compared to Selma. Plus, I mean, this is a – a folk style match in a when when Richie's in a state that didn't have a folk style season, so it's I don't know I'm I'm not super worried about that. Yeah, I think you've got to you have to have you can't overreact to losses though. I do think it's it is concerning that he would take a loss like that. I w- I would have expected him to have an advantage over over someone like Unger. Um, yeah, yeah, I I'm, I am super high on Figaro, and I think in a year he can compete with those guys, but. I, d- I just don't want to fall into the once Spencer's gone, it's anyone's game. I think once Spencer's gone, I think it's Pat and Vito's um, for at least, well, how many years could they have? Uh, they both have two, right? They both have two. So yeah, yeah, it would be one year for yeah. Vito and Glory post-Spencer, and that's the world that Richie will probably slot into. Now, I wonder, could he grow into 33 eventually? I th- I think he looks like a twenty five for the next couple of years, but I that's always that's always something we say about guys, and then you, you just never know how they're gonna grow at this yeah uh, at for this sure. age. So hey, can I can I ask some other questions? Uh, no, about the big board, please. Ask away. Question aisle four. <laughs> uh, Tate Pickle all the way down at number sixteen. Um, He's number one in his weight class. Then you have Kyle Haas, who's number seven in that weight class, and he's only two spots above Kyle Haas. Uh, and I, I went and looked at his uh, track profile. He did injury default in the state finals, but then he, he – the guy's name is Jersey Rob. What a great name. He's yeah. a beast. Jersey <laughs> Rob is no joke. Yeah. But he beat Jersey Rob a bunch of other times. He be, Yeah, um, and, he, and he actually – he beat him um, just a couple weeks after that at, at uh, Oklahoma Dual State. So, yeah. so he did beat him. But so why why is Tate Piccolo so low? I mean, you know, when you're comparing someone who's number one in the weight class versus number seven in the weight class, and they're only separated by two spots on the big board, um, that seems, I don't know, it seems like they're a little bit too close. And then I guess just pair that up with, I was really impressed with Piccolo at who's number one last year. Um, 
why, why is he so low? Or, or maybe is it why is Haas so high? I don't know which is the right question to ask. Yeah, I mean, the, Haas is one that I could see if, if somebody thought he should go lower. For So he's another guy that didn't wrestle a whole lot this year, and and uh, that that was, I think, a, a personal decision for, for him. He had... I mean, he had a he had a kid this year, so so oh, they you know he was it. off the mat, and then when he came back, he came, he had been a two twenty pounder. He <clears throat> came back eighty six kilos for juniors, and he took some losses there that that in a weight class ranking are going to move him down. But in terms of how I view him as a prospect, getting into that Oklahoma State room, I think yeah. <clears throat> he's going to be going to be right back there with with Piccolo. So that's kind of my perception of of where he's at, and uh, the weight class ranking. Is is just you know the byproduct of of one tournament that a tournament can do that to the weight class ranking. But how I think about him as a prospect is that I think he's gonna get in there and and uh, he'll be a ninety seven pounder like Piccolo. I think Piccolo, I, I give him an edge, but I think they're similar. Piccolo, I I question. I guess if you're asking questions and you're saying, okay, what would make him not be a super, super awesome prospect? He's really good defensively, but is he going to be able to get takedowns against the best of the best? We saw him. He yeah. looked great against uh, Shoemate, who's number one, and is just like almost wizard-like his ability to yeah, defend takedowns. Great. But is he going to be able to generate offense? You know, that's yeah. that's a question. That's I think his, question. I think he's a good prospect. Yeah, obviously, but. that's that's easier at the uh, – um, I would say that doesn't that doesn't count as as much against you at, at an upper weight like one ninety five as it would at you know a lower or middle weight. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think that the the amount of offense being generated is, is significantly different at those weight classes. So that yeah, that was that's an interesting guy to me because I was really impressed by him and I was curious if he'd lost or something. The other one, if we're if we're gonna say that you know like you brought up the Shane Van Ness being maybe not having a clear path to starting, so. Um, 160 pounds. You have four of those guys in the top 15. Um, so you got Mungia, Kanamiti, uh, Hamidi, and Patty Gallagher. And then you also have a couple 170s. So I feel like those guys are going to, not all of them can be great because they're going to be on top of each other. Do you know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. I think some of those guys could could spread out a little bit weight class wise, but man, those those guys that you mentioned at 160, um, who was the lowest one you mentioned there? Mungia. Like, Mungia is at 15. Mungia is a guy. I mean, those are those are guys who have you know you talked about Christian talked earlier about like ways to score and just kind of that that offensive output. Um, yeah. Mungia is a guy that I mean he's the lowest one of of those guys you mentioned, and he's just. He's super, super aggressive, constantly attacking, really varied offense, and and he just kind of wrestles like a college guy already. Um, so that that weight range, I I think partly because those guys have been you know beating each other up so much, that's why you're seeing him in here. But you talked uh, earlier, we, we were talking before the show at like in the high school rankings. You look at 182, and what eight or eight or something of the top ten are, are Nine juniors. Of the top 10. Nine Junior, of the top yeah. ten are juniors. I think I think that this senior class is super concentrated in that in that 60 70 range and it would not surprise me if some of these guys spread out find their spots in the lineup and and uh make an impact and it's maybe not all going to be at 65 and 74. here's a, here's another okay. case for van ness while i'm going i don't see van ness, how we get back on van ness because because we're uh because of the idea that there's some sort of friction to him starting i don't see it at all he redshirts this okay. year nickley graduates bo bartlett goes 41 he goes 49. how is that not what happens uh, I'm good with that. Maybe Kale. You got a plan for Kale? You got a plan? Um, what? 
I mean, is there a plan that you have? That seems like <laughs> a good one to me. What does that mean? Uh, pull a red shirt. Pull a <laughs> stop. <laughs> um, I yeah. Why why is that not what's going to happen? Um, I'll go with that. Yeah, that could happen. I could have him for well, sure. Well, how is that not okay? So because because he's because I didn't the guy, pl- fight. Go fight with Bray. He's these are your rankings, this, Ben. <laughs> I didn't you do did this. this. Bray did it. Now go answer fight for Bray. it. He's right there in the same room as you. Because, because of it's it's not that it's not that there's any question of whether or not he'll be able to start for four years. It's a question of what where is he going? Is he is he if he's going to 38 now? Does he envision himself as a 41 pounder? Is he going to keep trying to hold that weight? Is he go, is he going to go 49? Is he going to keep growing into 57 as people are saying? It's it's not that he's going to have a problem. It's just it's not as certain. I didn't say he's going to have a problem starting. You said he's going to be a bench warmer. I said that I said the his <laughs> his All right, like, where he that? where he goes is a little bit less certain. Okay. Than these other guys. I got more gotcha. questions, Christian. I don't really care about your questions. I want to ask my questions. Well, um, I don't care about your questions. Thir- so, tip for <laughs> tat. <laughs> number th- number 39, Travis Mastro. So, we just talked about there's four guys at 160 in the top 15. Travis Mastro is actually ranked number 2. At 160, but he's all the way down at number 39 on the big board. What's his problem? I mean, first of all, he's he's not he's not a true 60 pounder, but he hasn't wrestled anywhere but that. So that's where he, that's where he remains in the rankings. So um, you know, so think are you about him he as a 49 number two? Prospect. Yeah, that's I mean, that's what I'm saying. Is he probably he's not the second best guy at 160? So oh, so who does the rankings? Can we fire them? <laughs> that would be me. So. Um, the weight class guys, rankings. It's been good. Well, why yeah. don't you move him down? If you don't think he should be there, why don't you move him down? Because based on the results, he—I mean—he hasn't had recent results, and so you know he's a guy that kind of my my stance on the high school rankings this year has been, uh, you know, what is the what's the function of high school rankings? It's to show these guys, like what you know, what these guys are doing in terms of results, but also where do, where does the national landscape kind of show us what's going to happen in terms of these guys as college prospects. So mm. think about the NCAA rankings. The whole thing is like, what are we, what are we looking forward to at the end of the season at NCAAs? That's why if guys are inactive for a few weeks, they, they come out high school rankings. I like it to be a little bit bigger picture of like, who is everybody that's available as a, as a prospect, as a recruit and where have they been competing? So the last match Travis master had was at 160. He's been focused on training Blair. You know, when Blair got shut down, he didn't go back um hasn't been hasn't been competing and so if he competed again it would have been at a much lower weight hasn't happened i left him in i've done that with a few guys i don't know if it's the right move or not but that's the kind of the consistent policy that i've been following so you you left him high in the individual weight class ranks but you pulled him down in the big board just because you're not as high on him which listed after the way patty kicked his ass i i see what you're getting at fully okay yep uh Maybe another comment. Derek Fields, he's a beast. He's all the way down. He's all the way down at number forty-six. He's really good. Yeah, I like I him. him. I think we all like him. Well, I know if I put him any higher, I was going to get more more uh, flack for bringing sixty pounders up uh, too high. So I had to oh, leave him down. There. Nice. No, I'm just kidding. Nice. Yeah, he's really good. Um, hey, you know this may just be the nerd my nerdiness, but you know it would be really really cool if you guys did it flow. And I, I don't know if you would take you could you could maybe do what top whatever you want, top ten, top twenty five, top fifty, and do total points scored by that class at the NCAs when they're a senior, and see which one does the best. I love it. Okay, do you know what I'm saying like ev- yeah, everybody's yeah. senior year. So you maybe would have to look between two years because maybe some would redshirt and some wouldn't right. or something. Uh, but find find how they do the last year, and then and that would be. 
that would be actually probably the most true measure of how good that class is, I would think. Yeah, obviously these are all – yeah, absolutely. I think that's something we've done or looked at before, like re, redoing We've re-ranked. The, re-ranked the big boards. Well, yeah. I've seen the ones where they, they go after the after the collegiate career and then they look – you know, in, in the one column they have what were they ranked on the big board when they were leaving high school and then where should they be ranked now, like one of those type of things. But I've never yeah. seen where they actually like said like – the class of 2021 scored this many points and is this much better in the class of 20, you know, 2018. Oh my gosh, they were so good. They have so many freaking points. Yeah. A few guys that uh, stick out to me that I'm, I'm excited about one. We had a huge jump and maybe break in, uh for those that don't follow the high school scene quite as uh, closely. Alejandro Herrera, he was 27th yeah. last time. Uh, now he's at 10th. Yeah. I mean, he's he's had an awesome year. Um, he won a couple of state titles in Pennsylvania, and then and then kind of fell off a little bit as he was growing. This year, he he's been in one of those state brackets in Pennsylvania that was super loaded. So yeah, Pinero Johnson in there, and then Rocco Welsh. Um, Rocco Welsh is going to be one of the best guys in 20, class of twenty twenty three. I, I think he had to beat him four times this year, which super yeah. super tough. Um, he also he has a a, a style that's very. <clears throat> conducive for folk style he is a good really good scrambler he has leg attacks as well of his own and he's also awesome on the mat super tough on top um his big win his biggest win came over victor voinovich at pittsburgh wrestling classic and he and voinovich are are both awesome guys and the thing the thing about that match was the things voinovich is good at herrero rondon was able to to beat him in those areas so scrambling and and uh on the mat is is how he got the win so i really like his progression but i mean there are two other guys in the top 10 that that moved up even more than he did um hamidi's one of them he mm. was he was way far down before and this you know the last one the last one is big work came out a long long time ago but he was way down before his Super 32 performance where he just smashed everybody. He's all the way up into the top 10 at six. And Chance Lamer's another guy too who he was down at 56 and now he's he's jumped way up. But um, all those guys have just, I don't know, you know, you wonder if some part of it is like maturing into their bodies as as all that work that they're putting in, it, you know, is paired with this extra physical maturity. I don't know for sure, but those three guys in particular made massive jumps. So I love this kid even though uh... – you know, last match I remember watching was his who's number one loss, but Jordan Titus. Um, I just remember yeah. watching all his matches leading up to who's number one. I think guy can wrestle and score from everywhere. Once he gets in the room, and now West Virginia's got some really they got some good juice in the lightweights. Um, Tim Flynn, I think, is just has a good track record of guys with like diverse yeah. skill sets and making them win. I really I'm. I remain uh, bullish on Jordan Titus, even though he maybe has fallen back in the public perception uh, a bit. I was talking to Bray about him actually yesterday because I watched his New York State matches. Um, he looks like he's grown up since the Who's Number One match. You could tell he, he was ready and... to explode and, and be a bigger <clears> guy, too. He is more muscular. He looks more mature. Um, he's... A, freaking beast he's really good on top too yes that's why that's why i like him yeah he's not just a neutral guy who can really scramble which he is 
He hits Petersons like crazy. I'm pretty sure if I'm remembering correctly. Jonesy tilt. Jonesy. Jonesy. Oh, so Jonesy's Jonesy. obsessed with it. Yeah. Uh, I hate the Jonesy tilt. You would. <clears throat> Why? I do. I hate it. Because these freaking kids try to go to a shin wizard instead of just sprawling. I know that may seem slightly hypocritical for me, but the shin wizard is not that great of a position. And if you give up a line of defense, you give up a basic sprawl when you could have sprawled just to go to a shin wizard, that ain't good wrestling, son. Well, I'll say this. I've seen so many. I'm not speaking of Titus specifically, P.S. I know. I okay. have seen so many leg attacks. Good. They beat your head hands. They have the angle. Just stopped in their tracks. High level D1 stuff uh, with the Shin Wizard. I, th I think it stops so many takedowns. I, I think statistically um, it it's great defense. It, it stops a lot of it leg attacks. Okay, so here here's the issue that you're running into. So I would always I would I would layer your defenses right, and some some people like myself maybe we're not so good at the first couple, so we need to mm -hmm. be better at the last couple. But anytime you just say I forego this layer of defense, yeah, um, even if you're only twenty to thirty percent of defending someone there, then it makes them more likely to score. Right? Anytime you can add another layer, even if it's uh, not a great layer, it's it's increasing your chances of stopping the attack. Right? And so my contention is there's so many kids who forego the sprawling layer, right? They will have the guy relatively in front of them and they will turn and give them the angle just to go to their shin wizard. So um, you're foregoing a layer of defense just to go to the shin wizard when, um, you know, and so, so I think they, they significantly overrate their chances of winning in that position. And while there are certain guys who are like, like Chris Pendleton, I barely ever scored on Chris Pendleton from a shin wizard. Well, there are certain guys who are very high level at that position and are good. Um, there's probably more guys who aren't. And so when they forego that one layer of defense, it, it, it's so annoying. And I think they overrate their success from the shin wizard position. Okay. I just, I, when, when I think about like, the dis, not that you're dismissing a technique, but just like the high level viability <laughs> of it, I guess. I just think. How well, many Jonesy well, tilts were hit at the NCAAs last okay, year? Okay, I'm not talking about Jonesy tilts. I'm talking about, okay. I'm talking about shin wizard position as a means to stop yourself from getting scored on. Because let's face the facts. If someone, if you were at a point where you have to use a a, a shin wizard, they've yeah they've got the angle, they're they've got your your head hands. Beat. But my my contention is that they let that you let them get the angle. You are you are you are on a viable sprawl. You were on a good sprawl, and you say nah, let's go. If shin a wizard. guy is here, right here behind me, there, there's no sprawl. sprawl he's he's what's that? Yes, you're right. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. Sweet. I mean, but, listen. but before that, but prior to that, there are so many kids who think my shin wizard is so great. They turn I'm just not going to sprawl so we can go into the shin wizard. And it's so annoying. Okay. So would annoying. Be, I would and, think that's bad. But I, I watched okay. Thomas Gilman get in on a beautiful single leg umpteen times against Seth Gross. Who and Seth oh. angles beat. He just drops it down, grabs his shin, and it, well, call it what you want. That was a strangely officiated match. But... He stymied yeah. the finishes of, of Thomas Gilman. You see it at the high, high, I think you see it at high levels. Yes, if a guy's got the guy stuffed and he turns into it, I think that's a tactical error. But there are guys that just get in super deep on single legs, and I yeah. think it's uh, I think I think it's good defense. Yeah. So I I, I would say again, if we go through the layers. I think it's 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 foolish not to have as many layers as possible on both sides, right? So there there are certain people who like I'm saying. 
they forego the initial layers of defense because they think their shin wizards are so great. Um, and then obviously there's certain other people who forego the later layers of defense because they think my head hands is so great. No one will ever get through it. I don't need to learn how to sit the corner or do a Chirella or far ankle scramble or these other things. So I, I think the best strategy is to have as many layers of defense as possible um, and then use, use them all efficiently. So uh, my contention with the shin wizard is that people overrate their ability to use it and skip other layers of defense. All right. I'm going to try to find a video of you doing a shin wizard. <laughs> I, so I will never, ever do a shin wizard. I would just go pull my knee out, stuff the head, and from there I got Hamlin. I can circle the kickoff. I can pop back up to the world's best on all move. So I won't really ever go to shin wizard unless I'm trying to give a kid a feel in practice. I would go to something else from that. From when I, when I, Once I get them below my knee um, on it. the single leg, yeah, I would stuff head, sit, sit, sit on their shoulder, and then go to one of those other things. Gotcha. Yeah, same here. That was kind of my thing, too. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so from Shin Wizards, Jordan Titus, that's how we got there. Um, any other Christian, questions, you must ben? love the Shin Wizard. You got really, really offended. Well, I didn't get offended because it's not personal to me, but I, th I thought uh, I just thought it was a bad take, but I think we actually agree more. You guys we were, we were talking about two different things. Yeah, you yeah. thought I meant yeah. Jonesy, which I'm not saying that's a – yeah, that's not a – Something that I think yeah, is that's one way, and that's another one where kids. Uh, I won't say I'm not gonna say names of my kids, but there's certain kids who are like I'm just gonna go to Jonesy, and it's like, oh god, please just please just freaking sprawl on this person. Like you, you could just sprawl on them and go behind them, score points, and now you're trying to go Shin Wizard and then Jonesy. Like you make me want to stab myself in the eyeballs. Okay, <laughs> we don't, and no one wants to see that. That would be that'd be a drastic. That okay, is, yeah. Uh, Ray, any big names or big stories, interesting things with this or tough some of your tougher decisions that stick out for you for the big board? I feel hmm. like Bray should do it one more time after Fargo. Not to add work yeah. to your plate, Bray, but I think that would be more fair because you're going to see NHSCA um, junior duels and uh, Fargo, which th there's going to be a lot of matchups, and we could see some big movement in here, I feel like. Hey, I'm down for that. Okay, so it may not yes. be the last. We could see it again. Why not? Love ranking, you know? Yes. So I'm looking at some of the uh, big, the fastest risers and some of the some of the fallers. <laughs> um, and so you got a guy. You have a guy from the 90s, from 96 to 19, Carter Young. Yeah. Let's talk a little Ooh. bit about Carter. How yeah, did he so, end up so low? Because I always thought he was the real deal. Yeah. he. Might, I mean, he might have been too low before. Um, so Carter Young – has he's had a really good last few last few months um i think a part of his progression has to do with the increased intensity in that stillwater room um the ferraris are there uh who else who else moved in this year uh, but a, a bunch of guys like right in his weight range so i think that room was already good it's gotten even better um he was a runner up at 61 kilos at junior nationals and i mean he beat some really tough guys. He beat yeah. Ben Alanis, who who we've talked about Just being really good. Us. Yep, he's good. Um, and uh, also beat Jesse Vasquez, beat Reese Whitcraft. There um, looked kind of starts to look college ready. Also had a good win over Brock McMillan at Pittsburgh Wrestling Classic. McMillan's really another guy who's super tough, but just hasn't hit a lot of nationally ranked guys. So um, <clears throat> yeah, he's looked really good. Basically, uh, his. 
his losses this year have mostly come against against college guys at junior nationals. Both the most recent one, the trials, that was against Jesse Mendez actually. But then, yeah. but then uh, junior nationals in November, his losses were Hilligus and Ridge Lovett. Um, Solid. He's he's looked good. His basically his one high school loss this year was to Jordan Williams, but since then he's just he's just looked. Solid, uh, you know, has looked a little more college ready than before. Um, nice. I, I, yeah, I think, I don't know. I, I yeah, I like, I like what I see out of him. Okay, this. I agree. I want to learn more about this guy. Uh-oh. Tell me about. He went from ninety-two to twenty-seven at Adult Dogecoinville, New York. Jacob <laughs> Null. Yeah, where did he come from? I never heard of him before. You guys have him at like number three. He rolls like Dogecoin. Jacob Null. He. <laughs> Jacob Knowles had a really, um, really good, good year. NC State commit. Uh, he kind of, you know, kind of a classic, classic NC State guy. What you don't like NC State? No, NC no. State I'm, and no, I'm saying, <clears throat> I'm saying they get these dudes. It's like, wait, who is it? Who is Isaac Trumbull? Why he's just pinning everyone? What is this? Yeah, it's like, it's like Pat Pop. You've done it again. Yeah, his big, his big movement came in, um, in the fall. He had uh, a bunch of good wins um, over guys like Trahan, Martin, Mulhauser, Manville. Um, so that's where he did a lot of his moving, and he's just been solid since then. Okay. Very nice. Uh, anywhere else before we go to questions? We could talk about this for for a while. It's interesting. Yeah, this is fun. Uh, I'm excited to look at the rankings, too. Um when we do that in a couple days. Recruiting classroom. Yeah, that we'll should be. Hopefully we'll get to dive into those on Thursday's show. I think Thursday. That would be fun. Bray, I think some of the stuff we talked about with you the most before you published these was, was heavyweight. Yeah. Heavy and what, what heavy to do with um, like Coppas and a few of those guys because – I don't know. Heavy it was just a mess this year all around in high school rankings, right? Yeah, I mean, it was a weight class for who's number one. Where there is even talk about should it be a four man group? Um, what you know? What do we do? And a lot of the top guys have kind of taken turns looking really good and then and then losing. I mean, you know, number one at the beginning of the year was <laughs> Keontae Hamilton. Um, you know, he he lost at who's number one to Chase Horn. He lost at the Pittsburgh Wrestling Classic to Isaiah Vance. And so heavyweight just seems like a little less of a guarantee than than what we've had in the past, and uh, a lot of, obviously a lot of those two twenty pounders are going to end up being heavyweights as well. Um, so as a result, the the heavyweights didn't get you know you don't see a heavyweight on this list until until number twenty three, and so the top the top heavyweight prospect that I see right now is Bennett Tabor. He's not ranked quite as high because when he when he entered the 285 weight class, he came up from 220, where he had a lot of success. He won Super 32 there, and he moved up to heavyweight kind of because he wanted to help that Simley lineup, and and they they kind of bumped a bunch of their guys to get you know to get the best possible team together. But Tabor, um, he's the the guy with kind of the athleticism and the frame, I think, to grow into a really big solid heavyweight and. Uh, and then obviously he's going to Minnesota. They have a good tradition there, and who knows how long Gable sticks around and Gable's in the lineup. But he ended up being the guy that uh, that I have as the top top heavyweight prospect. But heavyweights, it's I think a lot of these guys are still developing. Um, but you just don't see in this class of heavyweights. I don't think you see these guaranteed All Americans yet. Yeah. Gotcha. I, I agree with that for sure. Okay. Um, let's, 
Hey, wait, can I make one more cut? Damn, uh, Pat Pop is, uh, he's teaming up with Frank Pop to rob New York. I just realized they have Rock Del Signori from New York. They got uh, Jacob Null and they got Steve O'Poolin. That's the real Italian job. It's the family, dude. Stick together. <laughs> For real. Yeah. You're all nasty. those New Yorkers. Okay. Let's go to go to questions from friends. Um, someone asked, Olympics getting canceled? Uh, I mean, it seems like every like three weeks they put out something about Tokyo or Japan and they're freaking out the because the, uh, Japan's basically getting rocked by COVID right now. Really? Yeah. Like they were, like we're in a state of emergency, but I think they're just head down, just gonna make it happen, one way or another. I don't see it. Obviously, Japan is like uh, the the local populace is like Tokyo. Um, they're thinking they're because they're not getting the tourist advantage of it, so they're like, yeah, we don't want yeah. this. But I still think I think it's gonna happen. I remain positive. I mean, Amer- America's open now. We just had UFC full crowd. You had the boxing match full crowd. Uh, bring, bring it back to America. I know. We should just host the, the Olympics every Yeah, that's every what it should be. Do because it. we don't put have it, to put build it, anything new Dallas. and destroy economies like yeah. they do in every other uh, yeah. city. Ha! Tell them. Tell them. Let's go. It's ridiculous. Put it in Dallas. Uh, look at Greece. It's, it's a mess. They got all these empty... It's just to be like in the United States every year and then like different cities host like the sports like Dallas yeah. hosts wrestling, LA hosts basketball, you know, like just Chicago hosts gymnastics, you know? The Dell what would the Dells host? The Dells would probably host <laughs> by curling, curling. Oh yeah. But what about the Summer Olympics? Yeah, summer. Oh, summer. It's the best time um, to be at the Dells. Hmm. Something on the lake oh, maybe? Yeah. Is there something oh, yeah. on the Is lake? There... Rowing. Oh, rowing. yeah. Get water skiing. Rowing. Water skiing. Do they have water skiing? In the I, don't I don't know. That's Probably. not in the movement yet, Who I don't knows? think. But, you know, maybe next That'd be squad. cockadoodle. Hey, maybe uh, they'll work it in there. Swimming. Maybe a, uh, do they have an open water swim? We could do an open water swim. I think something. they do, actually. I think there is something with that. Like a mile, a couple you miles. you got to be careful like with that, though. Oh, yeah. You know, so there's no sharks there. The sharks will get you. you know? Well, no, it's just dangerous, maybe you know, swimming in the open turtle. water. I mean, they found sharks in fresh water before. And they got the know? octopus in, uh, in uh, the. Yeah, uh, in Oklahoma. In Oklahoma. You know, it drowns people. Who's you know? to say? <laughs> you know, they don't know what's on you there. You got to get your boat. And you can't see for nothing in some of these lakes. Oh, no. Anywho, we'll keep it moving. We think the Olympics are going to happen. I just, we're just going to stay positive <laughs> there. Just can't imagine it. No. Okie doke. <laughs> uh, ben, question for Ben. What sports yeah. psychology books would Ben suggest for an eighth grader? Oh, uh, so the one I always start with is Mindset. That's, that's a great one. It's kind of a good starter, and she's cited and everything. Her name's Carol Dweck. She's cited in, like, everything. That'd be a... Really good start. I, I always say start there and then and then go go off of that. And go off of that? Okay. Yeah. There you go, E.J. Newton. That's something everybody should read regardless of. It should be recommended reading in school. Tell us why. Give us a give us a pitch. Why? She's uh, cited. Well, it's, um, well, yeah, I mean, she's one of the most influential writers. Um, probably just because it, it, it gives you a great framework for your life. Um, it, it's the fixed mindset versus the growth mindset. Fixed mindset people thinking that whatever i am i am and pe- people really do think i mean it's, it's hard for me to imagine but people actually think that they think i'm smart or i'm good and there will be no changing that and i constantly try to prove that one thing fixed mindset would say well i am here right i'm here right now and 
then next year I can be somewhere else and the next year I can be somewhere else and I can put growth on it. Um, and so, that, and that's, you know, obviously there's been scientific studies that back up that people with a growth mindset are significantly more successful throughout their life. Um, and even from a psychological standpoint are kind of a little bit happier. Well, that makes sense to me. Man, it's funny. I, I read, um, before I, before I worked here, I, I worked in higher ed working with first year students who were especially coming from like at-risk backgrounds, things like that. It was the most helpful book I ever read for, for that work. It's probably the most helpful book I've ever read in terms of thinking about parenting. Um, just, I, it's like, you try to read all these books about these certain little subcategories of your life, but this is one that I think it, uh, it kind of, it kind of covers most everything. Oh, wow. Ray read it too. Yeah. Awesome. You read it? No. Okay. Uh, I would read the Harry Potter books. On a high level, uh, thinking there's this book called Thinking Fast and Slow. It's so freaking good. I, on a high level, I, I would check that out. Okay. You, All right. Yeah. Thank you, Ben. You got it. Can Max Dean actually beat Michael Beard? Oh, that's a great, that's an interesting question. I think he actually can. I think, I think he can. was actually recruited because they actually really think he can. I actually think but he I can think it's well. a, I don't think it's a blowout. I think it's a highly competitive match. Oh, no. Yeah, for sure. I, I don't, agree. I don't think it's a blowout, but I think it's like a, <laughs> you know, takedown, maybe he rides a little bit, and then a takedown at the end kind of match. Yeah. That's my opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, actual cannibal. I was listening to Gordon Ryan on Joe Rogan Experience. He said he's seen Danaher give private wrestling lessons to Olympic and world team wrestlers. Do we know if there's any truth to this? What could he have for us uh, or for them that they're not already getting from the best coaches in the U.S.? What exactly I, is it? Is there more to the quote than this? I mean, did you watch it? I did not watch this. I'll probably watch it at some point, but I haven't seen it yet. So basically, Gordon Ryan, if you don't know, he's the best jujitsu guy in the world, bar none, Ever. pound for pound. Um, yeah, could be. Ben Dixie can beat him. He's like 25, but he could le- he could legitimately be the GOAT. Um, so his coach is like the Phil Jackson, Kale Sanderson guru of jujitsu, John Danaher, who's this New Zealand guy. He was GSP's coach and yep. – Basically, Gordon was said he is the coach. Like, so they have a guy named Gary Tonin, and he's like Gary Tonin's yep. also striking coach, and he's their wrestling coach. So he like coaches all aspects of their martial arts, not just jujitsu. And he said he's super high level at all these things. And <clears throat> so, is, is there any truth to it? I would say, yeah, I, I would guarantee there's probably some truth to it. And I don't know how high level of he wasn't a high-level jiu-jitsu competitor, as far as I understand. Yeah, but he, when he got started, he was significantly older. He he actually had the same hip surgery that I had. So, I mean, there was there was things prohibiting that. Um, so, I mean, I guess without without hearing more of it, um, just my, my initial take. Number one, um, while Gordon Ryan is the GOAT of jiu-jitsu, he's not all that great at wrestling. I mean, he's not, he's not terrible for a non-wrestler, but you saw him. I mean, he got thrown around by Pat Downey when they did that thing where they did the one jujitsu and then the one yeah. wrestling. So, yeah. I mean, Pat Downey's a very good wrestler, but it's not like that. That wasn't competitive. Pat Downey and Gordon Ryan in wrestling, not, not competitive. Um, so it's not like Gordon's a, a super high level wrestler. Now from a standpoint, John's a genius. He understands jujitsu on a level that very few people have ever understood it. And so there are some body motions, body mechanics that, 
I would say I learned from jujitsu, which I then took back and implemented in wrestling. Even just like a, a hip shrimp, like it's not it's not a motion we do in wrestling. Mm-hmm. And there are a couple places where it is valuable. Um, jujitsu people use their feet significantly better. So from like an elevator position or a few other positions, there's that. From the honey badger position, which is you know where you go uh, chin and arm, like. Once I learned how to do a one arm choke in you know one arm guillotine in jiu-jitsu, dude, I I'll put anyone down. If if you give me the position, I'll pin anyone from that position because I can choke you out. Um and the referees never call it, right? Um so yeah, there are like little small nuanced things from jujitsu that people in wrestling could take advantage of. Um are they learning full wrestling from John Danaher? I think that's very, very unlikely, but are there are there small body mechanics and motions that would be useful from jiu-jitsu to transition to wrestling? Absolutely. Yeah. I would say if, if John made it his, you know, his ideal thing or his main thing is he coaches jiu-jitsu. I think someone like, like John, and there's not many like him, but I think if he poured his total focus into wrestling coaching, I bet he would be a really, really good wrestling coach. Um, yeah. I talked with Richie Lewis, who had spent some time out there. He said he's ridiculous. He's like he said he's the best coach he's ever had in any sport. Just totally unique in his perspective and an approach. And um, so I I don't, I don't see uh, you know Jordan Burroughs going there for for tips or anything. But no. the well, idea I'm that sure he couldn't like Pat help Downey us. probably. Yeah, I think Bo right? Nichols been out there. Yeah, Bo Nichols trained with them before. So yeah, I'm sure that's happened. Um, okay. Uh, what's the origin story for the intro outro music? Uh, I don't even hardly remember. <laughs> we, we just had a, uh, there's, there's nothing significant other than, um, we just have a, a, I forget even the service where you just find like duty free mu- music. You can just use that's licensed mm-hmm. or whatever. Cause you know, we're not going to buy. <laughs> You know, Bob Seger's like a rock, you know, it's going to be expensive. So we, uh, although we should look into that, uh, maybe turn the page since we referenced that. But well, it's just, uh, just, I think I just searched like funk or funky or something because um, I like Ha-ha. funk music. And uh, yeah, those are the songs I came up with. I don't remember how I came up with I heard this. heard a um, car commercial Yeah, using the, the intro music, I think it was. Yeah. How rude. I remember there was a some commercial that John Gruden was in used a, an FRL intro or outro song. So they were they were buying the uh, they were using the same service we were using. So no real story other than I think I searched funk. Which uh, which current wrestler could make a great transition to slap fighting? So that's just like is that just where you're just like you're holding gotta here and you smack? Um, Got to be a heavyweight, yeah. you think? It doesn't have to be. Oh, the four hundred pounders are way better. Ooh. Dude, he get mauled. Did you? Those heavyweight, those guys are like four hundred pounds. He's a beast. Dude. They would I not. They him. would slap him, and he'd go flying. Nah, he'd stay that's, playing it right that, there. That's your opinion. Low it's, man wins. Mind over matter. I don't mind because you don't matter. No fear. Let's see who am I? Sure. I'm picking Gannon Grumble. <laughs> he looks like he could that's endure. He could endure. Could he deliver? And I think that listen, you get the Shazer, I get Gannon Gremmel. I'm putting my money on my guy. Let's do it, Brad. I'm not. That's not my pick. That's you know. I'm just supporting. No Brackies. All right, I'll take Gable because Gable's got the heaviest hands in at the heaviest weight class. I don't think you can pick him because he's still got eligibility left. Okay. (laughs) So you can't can't pay him. I'll take Don Bradley. (gasps) Oh, that's a good. That's a good pick right there. 
Actually, uh, Bray, you got a pick. Cass, Cass be pretty good too. Now that if we're taking college, he's a boxer. Eligible. I think they said. Ooh, yeah, I could see that. They say he's like freak strong. I want to get Trent Hidley at four week training camp and see what he can do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get Trent up to two bills. He, he uh, the problem with Trent is he'll probably just try to slap himself. He'll slap himself. He will compete <laughs> against himself. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's the kind of drilling and uh, dedication uh, that you need. Yeah. Oh my God, that'd be I funny. love Trent. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's great. That would uh, be good. So there's some good options there. We don't know why J.O. Sorry, just the tip. I don't know why J.O. is out <laughs> of uh, Pan Ams. Oh, um, you said that. You said that handle. Um, <laughs> that was what you were saying there? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, questions from last week's show. Is a hippopotamus a hippopotamus or just a really cool opotamus from Mitch Hedberg? I don't get it. You don't get it? So I it's like can. if you're hip, you're cool. Oh, oh. Um, I don't know how the I don't know much about hippos other than they're extremely. I, I don't know. Just, they're murderers. They're they're dangerous. They're they're the true sick freaks because at least a bear will eat you. They just, they'll just kill you. They're vegetarians. Yeah, they have no use for you. They just they just carcass you and let you go. I was I was at the zoo one time with my kids and they were feeding the hippopotamus. They're just throwing like whole heads of cabbage. Yeah, into the hippo's mouth and it just <laughs> destroys it. Crunches it. Man. Wow. Can you imagine a head? Yeah. Human head? <laughs> exactly. That'd be unfortunate. Just think right. about it. Hey, what? Hey. My name is Jeff. Uh, Mark Bader challenged Spay to some hand fighting during senior nationals, which Spay uh, denied. I think maybe declined. Will, will Ollie Stone take on that challenge, and where can we see it? I think you could see it probably live on Flow on our, like, tw- Twitter uh, will Ollie take the challenge though? Will he take the Bader hand fighting challenge? I don't know that he will. I don't know that he will. I think he might be scared of Bader. He could be. Definitely. Bader, Bader don't give a rip. He's a he's a honey badger for sure. Yeah, if, I mean, if you're gonna deal with Mark Bader, you gotta be ready to fight him a little bit. You know, he's he's gonna come yes. at you. You gotta be ready to meet him with some equal force. Yes, 100. percent And I'm not sure. I'm not sure always about that. Yeah, I don't know. Is that an indictment on Long Island wrestling? Who's to say? He can defend himself on the show, but he's not here, so we'll just, we're going to say what we want. We're just going to talk mad trash. One uh, of Bader's favorite things to do when we go on coverages and we're like back in the hotel room is just like beat up Spay. <laughs> <laughs> what a boy! <laughs> Bullying oh the, the tallest guy on the team. Such <laughs> a boy. They they like legit wrestled in a. <laughs> I think it was at Worlds the one year and like. I think I think Spay got slammed up against a dresser, and had a severe bruise. The next I think one year or one trip might have been one of the Oklahoma State trips. Um, like Spay had some like serious carpet burn from like the hotel. Like, yeah, uh, <laughs> he also carpet. he also um, destroyed his foot playing spike ball. Yeah, he did you remember. That, yeah. um, injury prone. Andrew Spay, maybe we're realizing. He, he kept trying to there. say he broke his foot when, like, he at best, like, broke a toe. Like, that was maybe, he maybe broke his big he toe. He definitely he didn't just, break his toe. And he was just like, I broke my foot. <laughs> he didn't, Spay. <laughs> oh, boy. 
All right, I don't. Is there a reference here? This person asked, "What college coach is the biggest SpongeBob fan?" Is this have to do with anything, or is this just a really strange question? I think this might be one of the you know I don't quirky questions we get. I, I hope, don't know. I hope if, none of them are. I don't know if any watch SpongeBob. I'm sure some probably do because kids. Yeah, um, maybe it's that. For that matter, which college coach is the biggest fan of the classic '90s sitcom Blossom? <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Blossom? I've never heard of that. Oh, for God's sake! Did you watch Blossom, Ben? No. What is Blossom? Dude, it's I barely I couldn't sitcom. even tell you what it was exactly. American sitcom uh, that aired for five seasons on NBC. Debuted as a pilot preview on July 5th, 1990. I've never heard Premiered of it. Premiered as a mid-season replacement on January 3rd, 1991. Aired until May 22nd, 1995. This question's as legitimate as the SpongeBob question, in my opinion. Okay. <laughs> Don it's, Reno it's created the series, which starred Mayim... None of these Gaelic people are real. This show is Blossom fake. Russo, a teenager living with her father and two elder brothers. <laughs> All right, guys, it's I'm I'm out of here. We're done with the show. It's I love when Ben just gets We're talking about so Blossom. I'm out of here. Ben, so you're you, kicked so off. You know the show. You're kicked so off. So you know the show. You admit it. All right, Blossom, so Ben. Yeah, we're out of here. Know. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. Ben maybe will be. Ollie maybe will be. Depends on the traffic to and from the airport that's five <laughs> miles from here. Fingers crossed on that. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll talk some wow. more big board stuff. What? Hugh, Hugh Hefner, David Spade, Will Smith, and God were in Blossom. Wow. <laughs> Our See? Lord above. <laughs> that's a pretty big pull. There's few shows that ha- that can boast that uh, that on the IMDb. Yeah, i got to look at his IMDb page after this. Yeah, it's going to be pretty... <laughs> Let's check out his wiki page. It's linked here in the article. Oh, yeah, the God <laughs> Wikipedia page. All right. Well, we have plenty of reading material. Thank you guys so much for listening. See you tomorrow. Happy Tuesday. Goodbye. <laughs>